Hello, ladies. I want to give you a heads up that next week I am doing something very special. So here's a couple things. Next week, as you know, is Thanksgiving. So happy early Thanksgiving, even though I'll be saying it next week too. But it is also my birthday next Friday, which is Black Friday. So I've got a little something whipped up for you that I think you might find interesting and timely and amazing. So make sure you listen to next week's episode. Listen to this one too, because this one's going to be a good one. But I want you to listen to next week's episode as well, because I have a little surprise for those of you who are listening. All right. So that being said, let's hop into today's episode. Grab your wine, ladies. It's time for the four kick-ass women-only podcast. Are you a woman over 40 who's ready for your next level, but feel like you're always faced with obstacles, negative messages, and your own limiting beliefs? If so, this podcast is for you. Learn strategies to help you transform your mindset, attract the money you desire, achieve your biggest goals, and step into the most kick-ass version of yourself. Backed by science, delivered with tough love. Get ready for your transformation. Introducing the host of the Four Kick-Ass Women-Only Podcast, Coach Kathy Wilson. Welcome to the club today, ladies. I'm Coach Kathy Wilson, your transformation coach. I work with women over 40 who are ready to step into their power, achieve their big goals, and create their next level lives. Well, welcome to episode 32, Three Signs You Have a Scarcity Mindset. Now, I was just thinking, it's been a while since we talked about money, but I want to point out that although people talk a lot about scarcity as it relates to money, scarcity is much bigger than just money. If you have a scarcity mindset, it leaks into other areas of your life, not just your finances. A scarcity mindset becomes a way of life and your thoughts, words, and actions all become a reflection of that mindset. They fall into alignment. So let's create a foundation for this episode by creating a common understanding of what a scarcity mindset is. Now, scarcity mindset is when you believe the world has a fixed amount of resources, money, opportunities, luck, or whatever else, it's like a pie. And because you think there's a fixed amount of resources, when someone else makes it big, achieves their goals, has success, gets a piece of that pie, you believe there's less and less left for you and everyone else, that the resources are becoming scarce, that there's less pie. Money is scarce, love is scarce, good fortune is scarce, opportunities are scarce, goodwill is scarce, luck is scarce, possibility is scarce. Now, I know this may sound a little questionable when you hear it out loud, but I assure you that many times our true beliefs exist unconsciously beneath the surface, and we are absolutely impacted by our scarcity beliefs, even though we may not be completely aware of the extent of them. And here's part of the reason why. Most of your thoughts and feelings of scarcity, they're not even yours, and they were never yours to begin with. They were gifted to you. Most women, we were conditioned with a scarcity mindset at a very young age, before we were even aware that it was happening by our parents and others who are influential in our lives. So those scarcity beliefs have always been there, again, even though you may not have noticed them. 
Now, your parents and others didn't pass these beliefs on to you intentionally. They weren't trying to hurt you. When it comes to scarcity beliefs, the people who love you just want to protect you from wanting too much so that you don't put yourself out there too much or take on too much. Fail or fall short, get your hopes up only to be disappointed or let down or experience the tough times they experienced or so that you'll stay humble and grateful and in spiritual alignment with whatever you've been taught to believe. But if you look even deeper, what you'll see is that the mindset of scarcity is something handed down from generation to generation unchallenged, like a family recipe or tradition. The fears, the worry, the anxiety, the doubt, the cynicism, the caution with which you pursue life. All of those things have been planted in you without your consent. And then society affirms the mindset of scarcity in so many obvious and less obvious ways. For instance, there are loads of cliches and sayings that you probably don't even think about that denote a scarcity mindset. Every man for himself, get your piece of the pie. It's you against the world. It's either you or me. You got to get yours. The early bird catches the worm as if there's only one worm. Survival of the fittest. Dog eat dog world. Only the strong survive. The notion that you have to keep your good fortune a secret or someone might be jealous or stop liking you or see you differently. You can't share your ideas with others or they might steal them or even worse, belittle them. You can't collaborate with others or they might take all of the credit or get the promotion. Our politics are rife with the scarcity mindset, with boatloads of laws being passed in order to preserve what some have and keep others from having the same. There seems to be this constant feeding into an undercurrent of worry, anxiety, fear of missing out, or FOMO, and lack. It's no wonder a scarcity mindset has taken root and sprouted fruit in so many women, and maybe even you. So I'm sure you can see why this is an important topic for us to tackle. All right, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's move on to the three signs. Now, I want to be upfront and saying there are a lot more than three signs of a scarcity mindset, but I'm going to focus on the three most common signs because many of the signs are really like sub signs of these three common signs. You believe a certain way, and because you believe that way, you start to behave in certain ways. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> and even if it doesn't right now, it will once we get into it. So let's jump right into an example of that right now with sign number one. Sign number one of a scarcity mindset is you believe there's not enough. And that should sound familiar. Now, believing there is not enough is the biggest sign of having a scarcity mindset. Just overall, as I mentioned earlier, you think there's one pie, a limited amount of resources. However, this sign has a few popular sub signs. So what are some of the sub signs of not believing there's enough? Well, for one, you hoard. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about hoarders television show hoarding, but for example, you keep things far beyond their usefulness. You keep things that you no longer need, you've outgrown, you no longer want, you've never worn or used, or they're out of date, such as clothing, household items, furniture, makeup, lotions, perfumes, shoes, underwear, office items, books, knickknacks. You hold on to those things with the belief that one day you will need it or it'll come in handy or you're going to read it or it will fit or you'll fix it. And you hold on to things because they're not that bad or that worn out or it costs a certain amount of money and it'll feel like waste to get rid of it or you don't feel comfortable buying new stuff or you'll never be able to replace it or you'll think that you'll want or need it once you throw it away or donate it. There's a belief that you must hang on to things because you fear going without, like there's never going to be any more. 
Now on the flip side of hoarding, when you think there's not enough, you might also overindulge. You might buy too much, eat too much, drink too much, spend too much. You spend more than you know you should or more than you have, oftentimes impulsively because something is on sale and you never know when you might get it at that price again. And besides, you can make that money back later. You buy too much because you feel like one or a little bit is not enough. More is always better. You feel like you have have to have a backup or you feel that you'll wear it or use those extra pieces that you bought at some time. Now, my husband tends to be an overindulger. He lives by the motto, more is better. I mean, you should see this man. But my rebuttal is always, more isn't always better. Sometimes it's just more. You eat and drink too much even when you tell yourself you're cutting back or getting healthy because you want to live in what you deem to be a special moment. But what your overindulgence, if you don't know this, what your overindulgence is actually covering up is a feeling of emptiness, an emptiness that is spurred by a sense of lack. So you overindulge to try to fill that emptiness up. But at the heart of it, it's the belief that you are not enough. And the things you overindulge in keep you from having to look at yourself. There's a tendency to overindulge as though you have to take advantage of the moment and go all in because who knows when that moment, that opportunity, that whatever, will present itself again. People who overindulge sometimes feel as though they have no control over themselves in the moment, yet they always regret their overindulgence later. Now, another sub-sign of believing there's not enough is you find it difficult to be generous. You find it difficult to donate to charitable causes, to tip well or at all for services you receive, to give of your time, to share what you have or what you know with others, to do favors. You may even be called stingy. Why? Because you worked hard for what you have. Why should you just give it away to someone else? Or no one gave anything to you. Why should you give it to others? Or what if you give something away and you need it later so you can't afford to give? Someone should actually be giving to you. So think about this. When you believe there are limited resources, you're going to be less likely to share those resources because you always believe or fear it is taking away from what you have. It's taking away from your pie. And what you tell yourself is that when you have more, you'll donate or be charitable. But right now, you just don't have enough. That is scarcity because generosity is actually the epitome of a belief that there is enough for everyone. Now, hoarding, overindulging, and not being generous may seem like three separate concepts, but they all stem from the same belief that there's not enough. There's not enough, so you have to hold on to everything you have because you won't get more. There's not enough, so you have to get as much as you can while you can. There's not enough, so you can't share what you have because then you'll have less. Again, the belief that there is not enough and all of the ways it shows up is the first sign of a scarcity mentality. All right, so let's move on to number two. The number two sign that you have a scarcity mindset is you find it difficult to be genuinely happy for others' successes. So I want to start out by saying that we are a society of haters. And I'm going to admit that I was once in the hater camp, so I'm not pointing fingers like I can't relate. We love to cheer people on until we deem that they have too much, show too much of what they have, talk too much about what they have, are doing too much fun stuff, seem super happy or have accomplished too much. Then all of a sudden we become haters. We criticize, we insult, we're angry at them and we hope that something will come along to take away their good fortune. And yeah, I know you don't want to admit that ugly little tidbit, but I know that it's true and so do you. This ladies is a sign of a scarcity mindset. 
The idea that you will never be able to accomplish, attain, have, achieve, become what someone else has been able to. That someone else's good fortune in some way lessens your chances of having good fortune. That someone else has taken away your success, your opportunity, your life. When you hear about someone else's success, happiness, or good fortune, it sets off a sharp feeling inside of you, like a stab in the heart, like something was done to you personally. But the other feeling that's swimming around deep down inside, I wish that was me. I wish that was my life. Now, I talk a lot about how pictures on social media can be aspirational. They can show you what's possible. They can energize you. And this is true. But there is also the science out there that says it does great harm to see people living their best lives because we compare ourselves to them, which in turn makes us feel badly about our own lives, leading to depression and the belief that that will never be me. The thing I want you to understand is that finding it difficult to celebrate someone else's success is nothing to feel badly about. Remember, you've been conditioned for scarcity. So to that end, you're not a bad person. You don't have a hard heart. You're not hateful. You're not going to hell. What you need to understand is that those feelings, however unflattering and difficult to admit, are driven by your scarcity mindset. When you believe that someone else having success is literally diminishing your chances at having success, you're bound to react. Others people's success feels like a threat. However, if you can acknowledge the feelings instead of denying them, you can shift your mindset and heal those feelings. And eventually, other success will become an indication that you can also have success. Not that their success is taking away from the possibility of your success. Because the truth is, and you will understand this intellectually, even though the mindset of scarcity will still evoke the same feelings. Other people's success has no bearing on what you are able to achieve. All right, so let's finish up with sign number three. Sign number three that you have a scarcity mindset is you don't allow yourself to dream or set big goals. So here we are again, ladies. It seems we talk about this particular thing a lot. Your reluctance to truly believe you can have an amazing life, the life of your dreams. Your inability to truly believe your life could change, that you could have more money, adventure, better health, more love, true happiness, fulfillment, and joy. You have become so adept at normalizing your current circumstances that you have disconnected yourself from your possible future. This is the epitome of a scarcity mindset. Here's the kicker though. You still talk about what you want, what kind of life you desire, but on the flip side, you come up with every excuse in the book not to pursue what you truly want. Why? Because when you have a scarcity mindset, you are much more willing to give in to fears of failure, disappointment, being judged, than you are to turn your mind over to truly believing in a positive outcome. You are so certain that things won't work out for you, and not the kind of certain that's a product of you having proof. I'm talking about the kind of empty certainty that is a product of fear, the kind of empty certainty that is based in scarcity and lack. So you stay stuck. Stuck in your scarcity mindset, and as a result, stuck in your current circumstances. You want more for your life, but the reality of going after what you want is too risky because you might lose everything you have. You might fail. You might end up broke. All of those things, by the way, are more evidence of a scarcity mindset. In the end, life for you becomes all about avoiding risks, which is scarcity, versus seeking out opportunities, which is abundance. All right, 
So I've covered the three signs of a scarcity mindset. Do any of these resonate with you? Do they sound familiar? Are they hitting close to home? I will tell you, I have experienced all three. So I know very well how these things feel and how they manifest. So you might be wondering, what kind of mindset should you be cultivating? Now, I gave you a little hint when I talked about avoiding risk versus seeking out opportunities. Were you listening? All right, so the mindset that you should be cultivating is an abundant mindset. An abundant mindset, first and foremost, recognizes and embraces that there is no pie. I'm going to repeat that. There is no pie. An abundant mindset recognizes that there is an unlimited amount of resources in the world. An abundant mindset recognizes that what someone else has does not take away from what you have or could have. An abundant mindset recognizes that there are unlimited possibilities and potential for one's life. Like I said before, you might understand these things intellectually, but your understanding will arrive a lot faster than your feelings. Now, I'll share with you from experience that the shift from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset is a practice, and it's an ongoing practice, not a one-time declaration. Nothing that you see or experience is going to change right away. The world is not going to start acting abundantly just because you want to change your mindset. The shift from a scarcity mindset to an abundant one means how you see things and how you experience them will change because you will be practicing seeing them and experiencing them differently. For a while, you will still feel the feelings of scarcity. And because of that, you will still be tempted to shift towards a scarcity mindset when certain situations arise. But feelings, I want to remind you, are not facts. What you know to be true abundance over time as you continue your practice will begin to supersede what you feel. I promise you that. All right, ladies, that's it for today. If you like this week's episode and you don't want to miss another one, make sure to subscribe or follow on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcasting platform. And if you know someone who could use this message, be generous and take a moment to share it with them. Check out the show notes page for a recap of this week's episode. And while you're there, make sure to join the For Kick-Ass Women Only Club. And until next week, go be abundantly kick-ass. That's all for this episode of the For Kick-Ass Women Only Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate it and subscribe for access to even more strategies to help you step fully into your power, achieve your biggest goals, and transform your life. Also, make sure to join the Your Next Level Life with Coach Kathy Wilson Facebook group to continue the conversation and engage with other kick-ass women. We'll see you on the next episode.